0: Welcome to the official Football Learning Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ken Crippen, and I'm the founder and lead instructor at the Football Learning Academy, an online school teaching pro football history. To learn more about the Football Learning Academy, go to our website at www.football-learning-academy.com. Not only will you find links to our social media channels and a listing of all podcast episodes, but you'll find other fascinating interviews and classes. And an important note portion of all proceeds generated at the football learning academy go to help retired players in need that website again is www.football-learning-academy.com if you like what you hear on this or any of our episodes give us a five-star rating and review on the podcast platform it helps us grow our podcast so that we can continue to bring you quality content If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for our show, email us at admin at football-learning-academy.com to talk about the various options available to you. We'd love to talk to you about adding you to our team. Now on to our episode. Today we are focusing on Andy Russell, who passed away February 29th at the age of 82. I interviewed him back in 2012, and the audio you're about to listen to is from that interview. Russell played linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers from 1963 through 1976. He missed the 1964 and 1965 seasons in order to fulfill his ROTC military commitments from his time at the University of Missouri, but he came back to the team in 1966 after being deployed to Germany. From there, he earned two Super Bowl rings with the Steelers and went to seven Pro Bowls. He's a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers all-time team and the Pittsburgh Steelers' ring of honor and is in the pittsburgh pro football hall of fame i just have to say it was an absolute pleasure to get to know him and he will definitely be missed now let's get to our archival interview with andy russell
1: let's talk about the andy russell charitable foundation now, when did you start it and why did you start it well uh see there's a good good issue probably too many concussions but uh, <laughs> i don't remember exactly when i started it's probably Know, ten years old mm-hmm. and uh, I did that to um, uh, to have some of the, to, to, to grow it to to a point where I could it, could it could sustain itself and support all the charitable efforts that we are asked to support which are meaningful stuff mm-hmm. um, and uh, we the, the, Primary provider of capital to the foundation has been our annual golf tournament. Mm-hmm. We have a celebrity golf classic every year, and this will be our 36th year wow. coming up. And we've raised uh, millions of dollars and given a lot of it to Children's Hospital here in Pittsburgh, and uh, much of it has gone over the last uh, 10, 15 years to the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, which is Pittsburgh's largest employer now what are some of the other charitable works that you've been doing since you retired outside of the foundation well uh, the 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 big one is a golf tournament uh, the the other ones uh, recently have been um, the Ray Mansfield uh, smoker which is a event to Raise money for the boys and girls clubs of Western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like to get places for kids to go after school to, to you know, work out and not get in trouble. Was mm-hmm. uh, so we like to support that on the chairman of that. And Ray Mansell was my best stealer buddy. And we, we when he passed away uh, on a hike in the Grand Canyon, uh, uh, re- re- replaced him as the chairman of that. Uh, So um, we, you know, we go to the Salvation Army uh, events and contribute to that that and help with the events themselves, Um, you know, sometimes as a speaker. Um, The case of the NFL uh, is an annual uh, party at the Super Bowl, one of the top parties at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. and it's a it's a, it's called a uh, party with a purpose because it's uh it's an effort to stop hunger in America okay unfortunately we have we have uh, hunger in America and so we uh uh, every year, I've done that for the last fifteen years as the representative uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What they have typically at the face of the NFL is thirty-two food stations with a famous chef from that city. Mm-hmm. Thirty-two being the number of teams in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, and uh, then all the money that's raised eventually goes to the various food banks in in the in the uh, those cities. So, and they have a a competition every year to see who can raise the most money for a helmet. Mm -hmm. You know, where you autograph your helmet and then someone will bid on it. And we've won that the last two years. And the good news about that is the money goes directly to the Pittsburgh Food Bank instead of going to the headquarter, the case of the NFL headquarters is Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And if if it went back there, then it would be split 32 ways. Right. That's great. Not because the chef and I are so famous, it's because the Steeler Nation, global Steeler Nation, is pretty amazing. There'll be people, we have the longest line, doesn't matter if the Steelers are in the Super Bowl or not, and uh, there'll be people from Saudi Arabia, from uh, Japan, from, there's, there's Steeler bars in Moscow, Tokyo, yep. Rome, they're all over the world. Wow. Now, outside of your charitable works, what have you been doing since you retired? Well, uh, Ken, uh, if there, you have to realize that back when I played, you you knew you weren't going to make any money playing football, so you had to have a real job. Mm-hmm. So I got my MBA. When I got back from the military, see, I was working in 63, 64, and five, I was in Germany as an Army lieutenant. I got back in, in 66, and I, uh, you know, my father didn't want me playing professional football why? Because quote, it would embarrass the family to have a son play a game for a living. Mm-hmm. You have to be a worker. So I went and got my MBA. I, I convinced him I should use the play a couple more years of football to play pay for my MBA. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, started my own business in 1969, uh, selling uh, 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 limited partnership uh, investments for for Wall Street. And the first year I was. I made that more money than the Steelers were paying me. Mm-hmm. Dramatically more money than the Steelers were paying me. Mm-hmm. And uh so I worked for I retired didn't until after the seventy six season. So I worked uh I'd go to meetings before practice, after practice, you know, I I'd go to work on Monday, you know, it was it was just twenty four seven. I loved every minute of it, I'm not complaining and I and I enjoyed the football, it was a great challenge. It was a different it was a different kind of challenge, but but it wasn't it was never about making money. hmm I, I, and then I started an investment bank, it was called Russell Razor Powell and we ultimately sold that to J.P. Morgan, and uh, I've been in the, what you'd call private equity for the last uh, dozen years or so. Well, you know, the the uh, people ask me all the time. You know, what, what do you think about getting in the Hall of Fame? And I say, you know, that's what other people worry about. I'm not going to spend any time worrying about that. But, but you know, there's there's certain things that I, I did achieve in my my football career that have, have that would not impress the voters for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. For for example, uh, I was a Steeler captain for 10 years, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's a Steeler record. Uh, and so, and that was not selected by the players. So it wasn't a popularity count. Mm-hmm. It was selected by the coaches. Okay. Um, and I never missed a game in in my entire football career—high school, college, Army, or pro. Mm-hmm which is uh, uh, obviously a lot of luck, (laughs) I mean, to to avoid all those injuries. I mean, I I played hurt a lot. You know, I had broken fingers and thumbs and things like that and knees. But you you played. You know, in those days, the biggest badge of honor was to play hurt.
0: Right.
1: And that's not similar anymore. Mm.
0: I hope that you enjoyed our archival interview with Andy Russell. I truly enjoyed getting to know him, and he will definitely be missed. Thank you for listening to the official Football Learning Academy podcast. To learn more about the Football Learning Academy, go to our website at www.football-learning-academy.com. Not only will you find links to our social media channels and a listing of all podcast episodes, but you'll find other fascinating interviews and classes. And an important note, a portion of all proceeds generated at the Football Learning Academy go to help retired players in need. That website, again, is www.football-learning-academy.com. If you like what you've heard with this or any of our episodes, give us a five-star rating and review on the podcast platform. It helps us grow our podcast so that we can continue to bring you quality content. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for our show, email us at admin at football-learning-academy.com to talk about the various options available to you. We'd love to talk to you about adding you to our team. Thank you for listening.
2: Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode Here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network.
0: This is Mark Mortier, and if you're a sports history fan like me, tune in and hear me talk about some great sports moments of the past. Growing up during the 1970s, I got to watch some of the most iconic moments in sports history. Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Willis Reed limping out of the locker room in Game 7 of the NBA Finals at Madison Square Garden as the fans erupted with a thunderous ovation. The 1980 miracle on ice as Team USA defeated the powerful Soviet Union in the Olympics. Listen every Tuesday on Yesterday's Sports.